0: I'm not going to lie. I am um today I am feeling daylight savings time in the worst way. It's, it's not
1: good. It's there's there's something about the light in the sky right now that's like really strange. It's overcast
0: and hazy so it was already getting kind of creepy around 3:45 and I was yeah.
1: like this is bad. Yeah, I was at work and I was I looked out I like looked out to my left like through the window at work. And I was like, wait a second, it's only like 3 o'clock. Is it going to get dark right now? I, I don't know. know what it is. This is the year that everybody, I, I don't know if it's because of the pandemic or because maybe maybe last year everybody was just like, well, we're inside anyway. What's more darkness in the darkness, you know? Um or, you know, last year, I think this time with daylight Savings, there was the big like celebration in the streets of like Biden winning things like that. So maybe nobody paid mind because of that. but I this know, year now. this year is every, everybody's like, what's happening?
0: <laughs> I think it's just like anything. People are louder on the internet than they've ever been. Like it's just people I mean, they've had it. I mean, we, put it to a vote to try and eradicate daylight savings time here in California, which I do think the bill passed or something like that, but That's you have was to enact Brian. it. Brian,
1: he was, I was like, didn't we vote on this like two or three years ago? And then he's like, I just signed another petition. And I was like, well, how, many, right. how many times do we have to do this? I'm, I'm calling my Senator. I here's want the that thing. Hour back. Here's the here's the thing about the petitions. Every time we spring forward with something, it falls back the other way. You go, <laughs> Am
0: <laughs> I right
1: or am I right? oh my god well let's uh let's stop right there because i think we can't get any better than that and welcome everybody to this week's episodes we got all sides we got no turkey we're gonna stuff yourselves on some server submitted stories for your thanksgiving holiday episode Absolutely,
0: and it's fun. It's like a bit of a grab bag. There are a few new ones that we just got, and then we thought it would be fun to also pull a few infamous stories that uh, we just handpicked a few of them that previously were only ever aired on our Patreon, but they're just a little too juicy to not, um, you know, <laughs> throw on the big table of um, past dishes that everyone brought. Yeah, they're brought. they're
1: juicy. They're not dry. Um, we hope that you guys are having a nice, juicy, a nice, wet, drippy Thanksgiving. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> I, I, I did get into a debate. I posed this question um, on the show I'm working on where I made the hosts really, really talk, talk out. Do you like your food wet or dry? Hmm. And it really sparks a pretty spirited debate when do you get going and then you suddenly realize categorically which foods need a beautiful sauce, other ones that are meant to be enjoyed as is. Like if it's cooked properly, you shouldn't have to soak it mm-hmm. in a goddamn sour cream bath or whatever mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it really evokes a lot of strong emotions about mm-hmm. wet and dry food. And here's mm-hmm. the thing, I don't want no man in my life who only likes dry food. I, that is very suspect to me. <laughs> I don't think we're going to...
1: How did that come about? It
0: makes me dry down there. When no. a man just eats dry, like like a dusty plain potato and an overcooked steak. Like a real steak and potato. Right. sort of Right, but guy. you know, it
1: could it could go other side of the spectrum completely and you could meet somebody who just like slathers everything in ranch. And that's like all wet all day too much for me. Right, two offenses. All wet all the time and all ranch all the time uh-huh. it's
0: also like... Yeah, big, big, big red flag there. We're
1: not a ranch house. We are not ranch people.
0: No, it's okay. You know, every once in a while I'll be like, oh, it's there. I'll
1: dip something in it. And I'm like, nope, nope, I try. I just, sometimes I'll bust out like a powder packet in a sour cream situation and then dip chips in it. And people go fucking bonkers for it. I'm not going to lie. I don't know why I would lie. I don't know why I would lie. Yeah, why would you lie about that? I don't know. I think that's what people say. I'm not, I think you started off the show by saying, I'm not going to lie. But It's very, okay, sorry. It's
0: contagious. (laughs) I I got up from an afternoon nap because I didn't know what else to
1: do, you know? Sure. Good for you. Well, at least it wasn't dark when you woke up. At least you got a sliver of the skylight left. Yeah, and we're
0: recording a little bit early, so uh, lunar eclipse tonight.
1: Are you gonna yeah. get up? Are we? Are we gonna go moon chasing, girl? Girl, I got work tomorrow. Oh, so my mom, then my comes to town. Then we go to the deserts, and uh, hopefully, mommy will want to do a little microdose. But we'll just see. I'll report back to you.
0: Good. And see okay.
1: if that's what she wants to do we'll, or not. We'll check.
0: We'll be back with a mom and microdosing report in twenty twenty one. This upcoming Monday.
1: Uh, But first of all, uh, we're going to play you guys a little leftover from our previous episode of a server submitted story, including our friend Jocelyn. Yeah.
0: Okay. Hello. I'm going to see you tomorrow, Brooke, which was last week. I was back in the Detroit area. Uh, goes on. But I've listened to four hours straight of the podcast at work and I'm inspired to finally send in a server submitted story. So here you go. I have oh so many, but today you get to hear a tale about the least authentic Mexican chain ever, La Señorita in East Lansing. Have you ever seen these? No. Are they just Michigan? Cause they're in Northern Michigan and they were in our college town, but La Señorita. Never. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So i she says, I lived really close to loss as we called it. So it was really convenient, especially for them, as they would call me in when they were in a jam and I could get there quickly if I happened to be home to get their call. You see, kids, before 2000, most people only had phones that connected to the wall in their homes. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I know. Remember those days? One Friday, they asked me to come in to cover a party that was happening in the banquet room. God bless that. Just a quick night, right, they promised. Just a quick shift, they said. Um, I had plans to go to Max Bar, which is a great, iconic spot, uh, to see my friend's band play with other friends who were there from Chicago. But my assistant manager, Rob, assured me it would be a quick in and out, a family birthday party for an old guy. The fun started when they asked me to take a table before the party guests even arrived. Mm. Who was it? the lead singer of a local rockabilly band. She says, you know, the one Brooke I'm struggling, maybe the twisting tarantulas. I'm trying to think who the fuck I was into back then. Anyways, she says, and I had gone on a couple dates with him. He was on a date and there I was waiting on them in a fucking vest covered in hot chili peppers. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Cool. Cool. And then almost immediately I got rounded up to sing to a birthday girl at the table right next to them. This is what nightmares are made of, truly. Um, Okay, she goes, but I digress. The party was about 40 people and a bunch of kids. I was the lone server, so it was total insanity. We had let them bring in their own cake and grandpa wanted to take time to digest dinner before digging in. So I waited and waited and waited. At this point, I'm massively annoyed that I'm still there as the clock ticks by. Restaurant closing time was approaching, so I was eventually able to use that as an excuse to light a fire under their butts. Ate their cake. I was able to give them the check and start cleaning up a bit. Looked like the kids had basically used tortilla chips as their dance floor for the entire night, and it was a real shit show in that banquet room. As they started to file out of the room, I grabbed the check, slipped it into my apron. After they'd all left, I opened it to see they hadn't tipped me. Rob no. saw me. Yep. Yeah, you know it's always going I mean, this is like... We just wish it wasn't. How is there not an autograph? Okay. So assistant manager Rob saw me legitimately well up with tears and I told him what happened. So I kept cleaning the nightmare tortilla, (laughs) crushed tortilla dance floor banquet room. Uh, And a few minutes later, my manager Rob reappeared with a check in his hands. He chased them down and told them I only made $3 an hour and theirs would be the only tip I would get that night turns out they assumed the tip was included as it should have been right. but for some reason got mixed missed and it was a big mistake but thanks to rob for saving the day it was a pretty shit tip for all the work i did 80 dollars all in but it was a cheap ass restaurant so what are you gonna do i raced my ass home and cha- changed and took off for max bar first people i see once inside the happy couple i had waited on earlier my life has had a lot of ups and downs, but I always told myself, as long as I'm not singing a birthday song in a pepper, vet, in a pepper vest, things aren't so bad. Godspeed and good tips. Kirst, uh, P.S. I love uh, to listen to you guys on my AirPods while I'm cooking and regularly laugh so hard I can't breathe. Thank you. Oh. happened to you. My God,
1: I don't the, want Kirsten's like headstone to say like "die listening to SideWork podcast" or anything though. So always make trust. sure to keep breathing. <laughs> keep
0: breathing, Kirsten. Please, for the love of God, keep breathing. Um, I did see like it was kind of triggering and weird to hear this story because I'm like, oh God, because we also not at the same time, but worked at this other. Uh, on-campus restaurant called Ella's Teco. I'm pretty sure. Kirsten, I know you work there. She's listening right now. She'll let me know if it's true or not. But I mean, that was the other local dive where you were like, I'm about to wait on all my peers because it's absolutely on campus. And that would be a moment of reckoning sometimes, you know, where you're just mm-hmm. like, hey, I dropped out of, dropped out of school, just uh, washing dishes, shooting a bean gun uh, in the <laughs> back. What have you? Oh, you're you're just, okay, got it. You don't have a job because you don't have to because you're from wealth. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. And there's a lot of that. Working mm. in your college town while you were going to school was always a bit of a shit show.
1: Uh, but Kier's story is like, I feel like I've had many of those very specific evenings where just like a total chaos party. And good for her for fucking going in and covering all those shifts. Like, what a fucking champion mm-hmm. for, to, to this restaurant. <laughs>
0: uh, I know, and like fast you know, fast forward like 20 years later, we're still friends and she's doing really cool shit, which I think would be really fun to like learn more about um, on the podcast or have her as a guest. But uh, she not only is she a personal chef, which is really great. She's got a business called Fresh Chef Detroit, uh, which you guys should check out. But she's also part of a group called Detroit Doulas.
1: Oh, cool. And so
0: they really, really are there and help women basically champion their
1: own birth experience. Yeah, man. Doulas uh, are awesome. That's great. Good for her. Nice.
0: Pretty fucking cool. Serving Amazing. up food and drinks and babies. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> we serve a birth. We serve a good birth here. Uh, you know? Come, come for the nachos, stay for the birth. Uh, um, I was like, we're all childless, but just a fun question. Would you eat placenta? Have you googled <laughs> placenta? I mean, I know what it is, of course. Yes, yeah, do a little Google of it and look at look at what it looks like. Then you tell me. Okay, I heard they just like crush it, pulverize it into pills.
1: Yeah, yeah, but just look, go look at it. Yeah, it's like oh, a, it looks God. like a big old fat jelly pancake. Looks yeah, like it a looks jellyfish. like a big old like blood cyst. Yeah, it's like a big old <laughs> jellyfish. I've seen, I've seen it. I've seen placentas like up close and personals. Like, while you were working at a restaurant? No. I mean, like, while, I mean, while you were in nar. the room? No. I saw, a fr- I saw one of my friend's placentas who I, like, she had just had a home birth and I went over and she was like, yep, and then there's the placenta. And I was like, hi, well, look at that, you know? It's just one of those, one of those things, so. Just throw it on the grill real quick. Season mm-hmm. it with some salt and pepper and dig it There you right go. In. Yeah, get a hard sear going on that puppy. Yeah, and then, you know eat it and then your breast milk is so sweet after that wasn't that a fun story Brooke I'm so glad that we (laughs) left we didn't put it in last week's episode we saved it for this one very specifically we
0: we did you know and uh it's all good it all works out the wash Kirsten's gonna hear it when she's meant to hear it which is you know (laughs) I had the is- expectations because I recorded it for the previous week. Mm-hmm. But you know, mm-hmm. life is, life throws shit at you. As she was um, saying, she's got a are- lot of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Her story gets moved from one episode to another, but at least she's not waiting tables in a chili pepper vest anymore.
1: Yeah, dude. She still made the cut at the end of oh, the yeah. day. Oh, fuck yeah. I've been uh, waiting for her
0: to send one in. So,
1: <laughs> all right, guys, let's move on to our next story. Hi, loves. Firstly, Uh, Of course, I love y'all and your content so, so much. I've been a listener since the beginning, and today I'm finally sending in my first server-submitted story. Story. Copyright. Copyright. Yep, Yep. she wrote it. She wrote it just like we say it, and I appreciate that. So, I work as a barista at a coffee shop on the Upper West Side in Manhattan. I've worked for this company since 2017 until almost all the restaurant personnel were laid off back in March, and I started at this shop last month. Yay for finding a little stability in the time of COVID. And this is a slightly older story. Correct. Okay. All right. I haven't really had any problems, Karen's or otherwise, until today. It was a... Uh, it was cold today, so I wore my favorite sweatshirt to work, which features a local New York City drag queen and friend of mine named Rosé. The sweatshirt... Brian just nodded his head like, yeah. I know who that is. <laughs> the sweatshirt has an illustration of her and her pink... Sign- her, I'm sorry... The sweatshirt has an illustration of her in her signature pink with her name in Barbie font. I picture it. I see it. I love it. A man came in around 1130 or so and my coworker and I asked him to put his mask on because it was around his chin. We had to do this multiple times because he kept pulling it down to speak. (laughs) He stood in the middle of the floor and yelled out that he wanted some coffee. And I directed him to my coworker at the register so he could pay. The whole time I see him staring at me and my chest. I'm a busty lady, so this is nothing new, but he also looked kind of grossed out. (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, is this my life? Is he looking at me? Anyway, I make him his coffee and again, direct him to the register because he just was standing at the bar and not paying attention. He finally goes over the register and says to my coworker, I won't be getting any coffee. I don't like her sweatshirt. (laughs) Both of us are a little taken aback and we just mumbled, "Uh, okay. And he continued, I don't like her transgender Barbie. I don't think Barbie should be transgender. I was so shocked and furious that I probably babbled something about how it was a performer and not Barbie, but like, I don't really remember. He kept repeating that he wasn't paying for the coffee and I just said, okay. <laughs> then on his way out, he had the gall to say, Can I have the coffee? <laughs> because I'd finished making it and it had been waiting on the bar. Without turning around, I just said to him, No. <laughs> like, sir, I'm not rewarding your behavior and I don't make coffee for transphobes, so suck on that. Again, love y'all and all that you do. And everyone, best. Liala. Is this, yeah, Liala? Yeah. Lila? Yeah, Grins. Lila. 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 Grinstaff. Grinstaff. She, her. What a good story. I love Rosé.
0: I would wear a Rosé sweatshirt. <sighs> After everything we spoke about with Jocelyn yesterday, I'm like, I'd be a drag queen
1: named Shardanatka. <laughs> uh, I do think, like, since we have gotten this story... That the new season of Drag Race came out, and that like now we know who Rose is, whereas prior I wasn't so keen, and maybe that's just me. At <laughs> Brian, Brian's like we know who Rose is, <laughs> but and isn't there?
0: There's a new season of we're, uh we're here or we're out here.
1: With oh, the drag is there on
0: HBO? Oh yeah. Oh
1: yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm there for that with Bob the Drag Queen and uh, Shangela. Yeah, and Shangela, and what's his the sub. Eureka. Yeah. Eureka. Eureka.
0: They're they're a trio that I can hang with for an entire season in one evening. Uh, Very highly bingeable. I also remember laying on the floor, weeping hysterically uh, while on the phone with you uh, in the midst of my pandemic breakdown when I, I just had had like a bad day in urgent care with my head pain. And uh, I was just like, I'm not great. And then I think pretty soon after that, I packed my bags and went home to Michigan for a little <laughs>
1: bit. Oh boy, thinking back, but just- they brought
0: me, they brought me from the brink, Andrea, and like just making myself watch a bunch of, you know. People try drag and to like live their truth. And I was
1: like, you
0: guys are the only
1: thing keeping me on this planet right now. Uh I am like living for the moment that Sadie Pines, our buddy Sadie, uh, is on she's, drag. She's getting, she's getting out there, there more, race, more, I don't right know. Yeah. Yes, she really is. So I'm not sure what's happening. I'm, okay. I'm just, I keep like my, I, my peepers peeled to see if Sadie is going to be on drag race. I don't know. I'm fucking living for it though. If it does happen. Me too. Um, this is the most we've talked about drag race on the show in three years, but it is, I I, okay. I love it.
0: Sorry, i sorry. I'm gotta gagged. Some- <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't know what's ha- I'm just like, okay, it's five 15. You know, after this is over, I need to hunker down and just get through the fucking night
1: so i better start binging a show i know after i know it's like once the the light is out here it's like you have to like close up all the windows because the monsters are outside that's how dark it is in la
0: it really does i'm like i guess i'll go walk the dog with a headlamp on um anyways well good for not giving coffee to transphobes Mm y'all don't have to give coffee or Mm -hmm. goods uh you can refuse service to uh Fucking bigoted and phobic, trans or otherwise, pieces of shit. If they're arachnophobic, also don't give them coffee, you know?
1: People are just,
0: like, people who are just irrationally scared of others and things they don't understand, no coffee. (laughs) That's my new role. Claustrophobic people, get the fuck out of here. No, no, just kidding.
1: (laughs) Agoraphobic? Fuck off (laughs) entirely. Like... (laughs) Seriously, get
0: fucking get out in the world. I mean, like, literally, I know it's very scary for you to get out in the world and have experiences. Um, JK.
1: All right. Do you even, even know any spiders? Sorry, I can't stop. With I this. know.
0: Oh, I'm, I am guess someone's never been to New York City and hung out in a spider bar. Um, <laughs> if you just lived in the village for a bit, you'd be like, oh, my local, my local barista is a spider. I never knew. I need to be more open-minded.
1: Oh, man.
0: I want a coffee! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details.
1: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Okay, next story. And this uh, a lot of these emails we got from an unnamed source in North Carolina who worked at an Applebee's. Like, this guy just is epic. So we shall share one of his server-submitted stories right now. Let's set the stage. Saturday night. p.m., and I'm in the weeds as usual doing the dance we've all done when you're short-staffed and wearing multiple hats starring in a weird one-man vaudeville show called The Restaurant Manager. I was mainly working the to-go station since both of the girls scheduled had a synced-up emotional breakdown around 8.30 p.m. and just walked out. I had one server who agreed to clock back in as the to-go person when her shift was over to help me manage things as best we could. It was on her way out after being beyond a trooper that even more chaos began she went out the to-go door then immediately re-entered and started rocking on her heels and staring off into the distance in a very familiar ptsd sort of way she looked like she couldn't find words then finally put two sentences together there's some white dude in the bushes and the next sentence delivered with no change in tone or demeanor i think he did yo this was a server that rarely relied on the slang style English she grew up with as a first language, so I immediately stopped what I was doing and went outside. Sure enough, there's a pair of ratty '90s blue colored Wrangler covered legs sticking out of the small group of hedges. Sorry, this isn't funny. By the to go, by the to go door. I'm just picturing fucking no, Joe hilarious. Joe Exotic. Yeah, oh, I just think it's, it's
1: like, Joe Exotic you know, very was hanging
0: of the- Oz. Oh, for sure. Um. On quick inspection, I noticed three things right away, a number of differently colored paper wristbands on his right wrist, an overpowering smell of ammonia, and a mix of clothing and accessories that screamed creepy old biker dude. Best guess, this asshole started, started on the bottom floor of City Limits Saloon down the street, drank his way up to the third floor, showed his ass, and got kicked out. Too drunk to operate a motorcycle more than a few feet, he stumbled towards the only other lights within beer goggles vision distance and made it as far as the hedges by our to-go door. (laughs) Not seeing any movement from his gravel-stained leather biker vest, I put on a pair of gloves, supported his head and neck, and rolled him over to assess consciousness, or at the very least prevent him from taking the rock star way out. He didn't respond to my voice being moved or touched, and there was no fog on my phone screen when I held it under his nose. I called 911 and started prepping to do CPR. I stepped up to get a good stretch in before preparing to kneel down next to a drunk stranger for a good chunk of time. I mean, he was going to have to resuscitate him. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> Got to get I love these like prep stretching prepping.
0: Yeah, just like okay, put, let me put my um let me put my phone on fucking nighttime mode. Okay. <laughs> do not disturb. Mouth to mouth time, baby. <laughs> OK, still do. That's what we do at night. You know what I mean? People know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I put my away message on, which is like (laughs) mouth to mouth right now. (laughs) Okay, don't call me. (laughs) Still on the phone with the 911 operator with the speakerphone option enabled for hands free purposes. The operator said very loudly over the speaker. Do you need police dispatched also? Those words worked just like a defibrillator operated by God to zap this dude to life long enough to yell out, No fucking cops! Then sank his teeth into the exposed flesh of my leg, accessible between my shoes and the hemline of my khakis, which had run up my leg from bending and standing so quickly. I managed to kick him off, and he responded by projectile vomini- vomiting into the man-shaped dent he had made in the hedges and passed back out into his own sick. Wow. The operator asked, what just happened? And I responded with, fucker just bit my leg. That's it. I'm done. Send whoever you want. I'm going to the ER at Rex to get all the shots. You need me? You come find me. <laughs> I opened the to-go, the, ugh, sorry. I opened the to-go door enough to throw my keys to Alejandro, my go-to man in the kitchen. Policia, he asked as he caught the (laughs) midair. It's like a fucking script. I could just see this whole sketch. I nodded and gave him enough eye contact to to communicate the situation in a way that only servers can understand. Another nod and something yelled in Spanish to the rest of the back of house and that I'm guessing translated into quote-unquote cops on the way. If you got priors, clock out and go home. I got in my car and drove to the Rex Hospital and Complex and parked by the ER entrance. My phone was blowing up, but I ignored it and went inside to explain what had happened to the check-in nurse. Three hours later, covered in Band-Aids and with a very sore ass, I went back to my car to go through my phone. The usual, what the hell happened text, and did you just quit? overloaded the little bit of sanity I had left and just decided to call my DM of the restaurant directly. It was a very short conversation. He assured me my job was still there if I wanted it and to just go home and rest. He would take care of a statement or any other police follow-up if needed. Just go home, sleep it off, and see it, see, uh, see us tomorrow. I went back to work the next day and nothing was said about the previous night's incidents. Just a lack of small... T- just a lack of small talk from the AM crew and a weird overall vibe that eventually ended by lunch. Got it. Okay. No idea what happened to the drunk dude. And you know, it was just never talked about again. <laughs> Thankfully I didn't get rabies or a myriad of other diseases from the bite and only needed a butterfly bandage and no stitches. And let's be honest, his ass was sore because he had to fucking probably get a tetanus shot. Oh his ass, yeah. Right? Oh sure. sh- God. It's where they really got to give it to you. Give it to the end that big muscle. So anyways, Godspeed and good tips. And if you are from North Carolina, join NC Normal, which is spelled N-C-N-O-R-M-L at ncnormal.org. I do think this guy writing in is uh, very, very Mm pro-cannabis. And uh, if you want to check that out and you're North Carolina, go to ncnormal.org. Thanks for all the great work you do. And I'll send more stories soon.
1: That's from Chris.
0: Yep sometimes a, he wants Chris to be a, anonymous Chris i don't a know
1: vip he's a these are, these are the, champ, the champion stories of work. They,
0: they are they they're
1: truly are award-winning they're gold gold standard in, in my imo just for me and uh, my feels uh the the vivid uh <laughs> description of everything I, you can't make this shit up you know, no,
0: you just have to basically work, you know, uh, in a restaurant, <laughs> something
1: yeah. crazy is going to eventually happen. Absolutely.
0: Get your claws off of
1: me. All right, you guys, last story before we adieu for the holiday weekend. Here we go. Hello there. I love the podcast. I've been in the service industry for almost a decade now, but I can tell I'm going to be a lifer because I love the industry and I love the stories and the community. Very Nice. I work at a much-beloved small-town restaurant that serves mostly Japanese-style ramen and Thai-style curry. Yum! Unlike a lot of other restaurants, this means that we get busier the colder and rainier it is outside, which is pretty frequent since I live in the Pacific Northwest. This story takes place on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving last year, which was one of the stormiest days of the year. We were having one of the busiest lunch rushes I've ever seen in our dining room, and it was jam-packed, every seat filled, and a line out the door. Noodle bowls, which are made to order, had a wait time of 30 to 40 minutes, because our one cook on the line, who is a complete and utter badass in all parts of life, had a million orders, and the person dishing up curry had their entire line filled with orders as well for at least an hour, so... You know, slammed as fuck, Brooke. Slam. I was working the register that day. The plow, the power flickered off and on a few times as the entire di- and and the entire dining room would like let out oohs and ahs or gasp when it happened. I could tell everyone in the restaurant was holding their breath to see how we would weather the storm. After the fourth flicker, the power finally just gave out. We decided to finish up all the tickets that had already been written and then call it after that. Because while the stove has gas and was still hot, the hood vents are definitely powered by electricity and very necessary for operation. You would think that the entire block losing power would mean people would rush home but you would be wrong. I still had a line of people trying to order food from me. I busted out a calculator and sold off some of the smaller items like our house, cornbread cookies and bottled sodas for a while in between arguing with people why we wouldn't make their lunch for them. Despite the power clearly being out given that all the lights were off and my register wasn't on Yeah, And, and they're like, and there are no lights on Uh, in yeah. this person's head too. They're nobody's like, home. So what's the problem? I, I can see everybody being like, well, we, can't do it. And they're like, that guy's eating ramen. I mean, I understand he, how this is going. He, yes, he was in here before we lost electricity. <laughs> After everyone in the dining room finished their food, we were able to lock the door and get to the long process of closing. This happened after two of those awful PG&E planned PSPS blackout. So unfortunately, we now had a little experience knowing exactly how to systematically clean out the fridges. A lot of the staff who weren't on shift had their power go out at their houses. So a lot of people showed up to help and also raid the kitchen of all the spoiled food that would be thrown out otherwise. We took turns washing dishes with a headlamp strapped to our heads since there are no windows at the back of the restaurant where the dish pit is. The plan had always been to close for the rest of the week anyway because of the holiday, but it was such a wild way to go into break. (laughs) I still wonder how many orders the noodle cook took that day. Why she was doing, I'm sorry, what she was doing was nothing short of heroic given how slammed we were. But all the records were lost as soon as the power was shut off. Ah, that's a bummer. Um, But I like that you'll never know. It just lives in infamy. It was
0: heroic. It was a heroic amount.
1: (laughs) Uh, We've been doing takeout only since the pandemic started. The restaurant has been around for more than 20 years now, so we won't let blackouts or pandemics stop us from serving delicious comfort food. Thank you so much for the podcast. I've been listening since the pandemic started, and it's so nice to reminisce about what things were like before COVID. Godspeed and good tips, Jasmine. Well, I certainly hope, Jasmine, and th- again, we are telling this story, you know, it's just an older story that we received, that things are are back to normal, you know, for the for uh, the most parts. I mean, I or. I bet, yeah, Pacific
0: Northwest, you know, since you sent this in, right, we're almost basically a, a year later that we're reading this on the main show. And uh, I would hope, you know, I, I mean, but what I've seen too, Andrea, is that some restaurants have completely figured out how to give their staff the exact same amount of money they would have made, maybe in some instances even better, by being outdoors and and carry out only. And they've mm-hmm. converted the dining room into a bigger space to do more carry out, more groceries, to basically expand how they can service people um, who want to take their food home um, or do meal prep or what have you. And so who knows, you know, because it's crazy. Some When I think of like a noodle house it's usually just a few seats, right? It's very elbow to elbow, very crammed in. So I, I could imagine that maybe this place and the comfort level with um, vaccines and masks and all that shit would make it hard to be fully well, open.
1: Absolutely. Although, you know, a lot of places, I mean, our favorite ramen restaurant over in Glendale is definitely open. Like, you can go in and just sit at the bar and be fine. And, you know, now that especially I assume Pacific Northwest is probably a lot like California and that, like, you have to show proof of vaccination, um, I was chatting with uh, an owner of a restaurant here, a small local restaurant um, in Los Feliz, and they had a market, you know, and pivoted. And she was saying that now that they closed their market and they're back to regular business, people are like, what happened to the market? And it's just like, ah, we can't fucking win, you know? It's so, so funny. And, and, you know, and kudos to anyone
0: keeping a market open. But God, that'd be so hard to guess the demand, you know? And I mean... Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. I, f- I feel like what you can do maybe a little more regularly now is be like, I'm out of oat milk and I don't feel like driving all the way to like, you know, uh, the Whole Foods or, or tr- something like that. And I know that the coffee shops were selling them like crazy because they have the supply chain mm-hmm. of it. So right. I feel like it's more like, hey, can I get some, like I'm going to get a latte to go, but could I also get a carton of oat milk and some of your eggs, you know? And so it's it's interesting how you can do like even limited shopping at some places, even mm-hmm. if they like closed down the full fucking pantry situation.
1: Who knows, man? Shit's fucking crazy, Brooke. But you know what? I'm thankful for you. Wow, what a segue! I was not expecting such
0: a quick pivot into being <laughs> thankful for. Okay, I'm thankful for the podcast. I'm thankful uh, for everyone who's supported. For let, let's face it, it's it's. I think it's our. By the time this is airing, it's it's our three years anniversary of mm-hmm. doing this yeah showing up
1: for y'all I, I yeah I'm thankful that you guys listen to like Brooke said I'm I'm thankful that Brooke said that uh but <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys hey if any of you guys are listening out there that wrote some of these stories a while ago and you have updates for us gosh wouldn't it be nice to have like some some updated stories coming our way uh if not you guys it's the holiday season please send any themed holiday stories our way any stories there it's all one big gift to us this holiday season,
0: right, Brooke? <laughs> yes. And you know where to send those? Uh sideworkpod at gmail.com. And please, everyone, um, look out look out for each other over this holiday season. You know, we're able to get out there more, which is amazing. Um, and I mean that more in a sense of look out for the people who are less fortunate than you, maybe lonelier than you, if you can um pay something forward for another individual uh while you get to enjoy your own blessings. I think that's really the big meaning we've all gotten through it this far. You know what I'm saying? For sure. No reason to stop being generous and looking out for our fellow citizens.
1: Um, And I'm going to also say, and we'll, we'll probably talk about it and we're, we're doing this before we're recording it before, you know, obviously Thanksgiving. I hope everybody has a good and safe uh, blackout Wednesday. First of all, and Brooke Brooke is having a show on Blackout Wednesday, so we'll see how that goes. We'll, yeah, we'll update everybody. To be fair, I'm not 27 anymore, and neither no, no, are no, any no, of no, my friends. No, 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 no. So. it is just the amped up. biggest bar day before Thanksgiving no I know you know so even I'm just like oh there's gonna be some energy out there you know I hope
0: so I'm I'm here for it gonna go get boosted tomorrow
1: so alright guys well you know what we say at the end of every episode Godspeed and good tips and turkey turkey tails, <laughs> riblets <laughs> riblets and gibbets
0: alright we'll talk to you guys next week
1: bye